1: Well, hello there. Mm -hmm. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Uh, It's It's different now. (laughs) Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. I do. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house, but there was something truly special about making that trip to Planet Druidia, picking a movie out by hand, and watching it when you got home. Planet (laughs) Druidia sounds like the name of a video rental store. (laughs) It does. Planet Druidia. Let's go down to Planet Druidia. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me as always, two dudes who ain't found shit. Sean Pryor and AJ Vance. How the heck are you?
2: Lovely. I'm great,
3: man. I still haven't found it.
2: I still haven't, still found, haven't found
3: what I'm looking for. I've been know? combing for a long time.
2: <laughs> I haven't found shit.
3: been combing for a long time, and it's only receding. <laughs> so, I'm sure we're not
1: going to get to that at all no, later. no. Well, thank you for being here, everybody. You're at the beginning of an episode where we take a classic movie that you love from childhood and give you every single bit of information you could ever need about the movie while dissecting it scene by scene. Stay tuned for all the fun. That's Before me. we get into the movie, please don't forget to leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. Whenever It never fails. Whenever we piss off... Off some stupid nerds on TikTok, <laughs> all of a sudden these one these one stars start showing up. No, no review, no yeah. names. Just like the one stars go up a yeah. little bit. So I already sorry. knew all of this. One star. Ugh. I'm so sorry that you know more about The Shining than we do. I'm no smart,
2: knows. and I don't like this anymore. I don't like being told what I already know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so all we're asking is to help defeat the nerds. Pop in there on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, hit a five-star. Please. Keep us going up. You know, we're awesome, but we hate when people give us the one-stars because they clearly didn't listen. It's just rude. It's an- if, if you truly don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. And we do got a Patreon, tons of amazing perks, voting on upcoming episodes, weekly bonus audio, patreon.com slash Breakfast. Oh, check us out on the YouTubes, too. Mm-hmm. We're we We just hit 2,000 subscribers. We got merch. Ooh. We got Ooh. social medias, everything you would ever ever need, ConfusedBreakfast.com, or check the episode notes for the show. We do got a voicemail today, oh. fellas, 319-804-9596. I do want to mention, listen, we do, we're do. we never going to be able to play all the voicemails, but I want you to know, if you've left a voicemail, we have listened to it, and it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, And we really appreciate that, yeah. but like the best of the best usually make right. it to the thing, and, and <laughs> we're very <laughs> backlogged, too, so let's hear today's voicemail.
4: What is up, guys? My name is Nick Ashton, and I am... Fucking stoked to be calling I just listened to the Super Stoked podcast Look at that. And love the energy. you guys are talking about WWE entrances Yeah, And I totally. think it would be Really badass if, if you guys Did the Ready to Rumble movie Ooh! Um, I was always a huge Wrestling fan growing up as a kid And when that movie came out It was just so badass With the wrestlers that I loved watching You had Goldberg Sting I mean, it is. It's just Stanger's iconic, wrestling? and yes. just the nostalgia in that <laughs> movie alone. Um, another thing, you guys love Rick Moranis, but you guys have never done a real Rick Moranis movie it's yet. True. I'm talking mm. Little Shop of Horrors, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Yep, yep. Would be absolutely amazing. But again, keep up the great work, you guys. I absolutely love you guys. I consider you guys best. Best friends. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys bring out the kid in me, and I absolutely love you guys again. Have a great day.
2: Look at that. Damn, wow. dude. man.
1: Nice voicemail there. Yeah, thanks,
2: Nice man. young man there. We consider you a friend, too. That's right. 100%. I will tell you, you missed your opportunity, though. You didn't give us your WWE entrance music, yeah. so missed opportunity, pal. Yeah, um, I still love you, but yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We haven't done a proper Rick Moranis Who knows? Yet. Maybe know. we'll do a
2: movie that has
1: Rick Moranis. We're, in it. Yeah. We're
3: trying to get there. We're trying to get there. I don't to... know. We'll see how today goes. So yeah. let's
1: let's announce the movie for today. Okay. My, my friends, my brothers, it's time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we finally get another movie with Rick Moranis. Oh, good. And if that isn't <laughs> enough, we add John Candy and an all-star lineup of actors. We discuss a movie that spoofed (laughs) the sci fi genre and took aim at Star Wars, Star Trek, Indiana Jones, Planet of the Apes, Transformers, Jaws, and more. Our first and not last Mel Brooks movie. Uh We're, of course, talking about 1987's Spaceballs. This is Tits. And for everybody looking where to find this, as of recording in early May 2022, I said 2002 on the last episode. Oh, so really? Somebody called me out on that. How could you? <laughs> oh, my God. Looks like uh, AMC membership will get you this, plus a no. YouTube TV membership. If that's how you watch your TV, you should be able to get the Spaceballs.
2: So, okay. we'll, Otherwise, otherwise you got to buy it. Otherwise, you got to Google for $3.99, even though I own the DVD. I'm so mad at myself. Go ahead. <laughs> Nobody hooks
1: up a DVD player anymore, okay? It's,
2: you had to come down to the
3: basement to get it. It was yeah. just easier to spend 4 what, right are these, what are these what are these
1: red white and yellow cables what, what the heck <laughs> <laughs> So in order to properly dissect and review this movie with a modern eye we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia AJ start with you first time you saw this movie and what your rating was uh,
2: I so fun fact I do actually own this on DVD and I know our family has owned this on DVD see when we do holidays at my my, my parents house we always have a Mel Brooks movie. A Leslie Nielsen movie, some sort of Zucker Brothers movie, and then of course like Lethal Weapon or Die Hard. Yeah, but either obviously, way, obviously. But this, I've been watching Mel Brooks movies and Spaceballs in particular since I was probably like twelve. You know, maybe maybe earlier. And I just remember just just absolutely losing it again because well, my family's losing it around me. <laughs> Do I understand everything? No, uh, but I just remember thinking this is the funniest thing on earth. I. I thought it was another realm of Star Wars, you know. (laughs) I just did. So, love this movie when I was a kid. I'm I'm gonna give this like the a solid eight point five.
3: Nice, Shauner. What about you, man? Um, yeah, uh, I, kind of the same. I mentioned um, in a few episodes w- watching uh, just VHS's in my uncle's basement with my brother as they drank and played ping pong and stuff. We loved it. It's uh, it's just, we obviously, we had seen Star Wars before. I was a huge Star Wars fan. And like like AJ, I just thought it was another Star Wars movie pretty much. And I was like, this one's funnier, though. This one's goofy. I like yeah. it. Why, why, why are they playing goofy? the movie in the movie? It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I liked it back
1: then. And uh, I'd have to say I was probably just like a, a good old seven. Good old seven for Sean. Yep. I I absolutely love this movie as a kid. I did not. I watched this before I watched Star Wars. Oh,
2: cool. nice. oh wow. So okay. I, I
1: didn't really know about Star Wars. I was just like, oh, this is just a movie. This is just Spaceballs, the movie. And a funny story, the number one memory that pops into my head was me and my brother were dancing in the living room to the Spaceball song. You nice know, Spaceballs! <laughs> out and we're like dancing in the living room and I went to do a move where I jumped back into the chair and then sprung back the chair went back and shattered a window in our living room (laughs) to the Spaceballs theme song I asked my parents if they remembered it and they're like oh yeah
2: oh we remember remember it it. don't forget that we
1: remember that cool dance moves Mike (laughs) you still owe us $200
2: (laughs) you still owe us the window you broke there's
1: still a tarp in front of it to (laughs) this day I'm sorry but I mean for me this was this was such a cool movie just like AJ didn't really necessarily understand all of it, but I saw this right away when it came out. We used yeah. to rent it all the time. Probably a <laughs> niner for me. Nice. I, I gotta call nostalgic a niner. So, executive producer for the day, David Gould. Here's David what Gould. he had to say. As a homeschooled kid in high school after a grueling day of classes from 8.30 to 11, <laughs> I would find myself channel surfing between the choice of infomercials, soaps, blues clues, or whatever the TBS special was. Hell yeah. Often I would flip the channel thinking I just lucked out and found Star Wars, but instead, no, Spaceballs. At at the time, for me, it felt like a Wish.com Star Wars with jokes (laughs) that went over my head. I would find myself smirking at some moments, enjoying seeing John Candy, and thankful at least, something was on. My nostalgic rating would have to be a Mm, 5.6. So a little lower for David. That puts us at a 7.52 as our nostalgic rating, which I'll tell you what... Gets us pretty high on the list. That is right below Encino Man, right above Big. Mm. For okay. a nostalgia rating. You feel good about that? that? I really I mean, do. Triple I, feature I, for me. Yeah, I'm in there. In the pocket. Yeah. I like it. So next, we like to get all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, that is your job. What do you got for us, man? Produced by Mel Brooks and Ezra Swerdlow. Written by <laughs> Thomas Meehan. Don't
3: uh, ever
2: try to say that again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Graham and Mel Brooks. Director of Photography, Nick McLean. Edited by Conrad Buff V1, whatever nu- Roman numeral that is. S- music by John yep. Morris. <laughs> production design <laughs> yep. by Terrence Marsh. I want to get production design in there because it's pretty spectacular. Uh, and directed by Mel Brooks. Cast, Mel Brooks. John Candy, Rick Moranis, Bill Pullman, Daphne Zinniga, <laughs> Dick Van Patten. I have duck on here. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like dick on, on uh, <laughs> autocorrect. George Weiner, Joan Rivers, and John Hurt. Mel Brooks wanted to do a spoof of Star Wars and actually got permission from George Lucas. However, Lucas said that he couldn't do any action figure merchandising for the film, and and that is what inspired Brooks to do the merchandising bit in the film right <laughs> so the the whole merchandising thing
2: merchandising he,
3: he, he's just like i gotta do something because that's funny <laughs> uh along with giving his blessing lucas also had his company handle post-production on the film so industrial light and magic uh lucas's uh, affects people who who did all the space effects and everything for star Wars also worked on this film for him. Uh, I read a thing where Brooks said he wanted all of the space stuff to be authentic. Oh yeah. He wanted it to look as good as star Wars or even better. If not, he also says, which is really what I like. He, uh, in order to do a spoof movie, you have to like, you have to love the subject matter that you're spoofing. And I really, that really resonated with me because it's, once you watch these movies, it's like if you want to make fun of something, that's one thing. But if yeah. you spoof it, there's a love to it. Like he, right. like people are like, oh, so you don't like Star Wars or Star Trek? And he's
1: like, I actually love that shit. That's we, why I made this Weird owl. Everything Weird Al exactly. did. Like, he probably actually liked all really? those stories. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense.
3: Uh, originally, the film was going to be called Planet Moron. <laughs> but a British film called Morons from Outer Space was set to be made. So Mel Brooks, after spilling coffee on himself and yelling out balls, <laughs> came up with the title we have today. <laughs> Mel Brooks originally wanted a big name to play the role of Lone Star, including potentially Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks, the Toms of the 80s. Thomas. Yeah. Uh, after seeing Bill Pullman in a play, Brooks casts the relatively unknown actor at the time, also stating that having Moranis and Candy in lead comedic roles, he could make anybody just about work Completely. For, for the lead role in this the film was released on June 24th, 1987 on a budget of $22.7 million and took in $38 million
1: overall, making $6 million its opening weekend. Mm. Uh, and that is what I have for now. I read that Steve Martin was supposed to be Colonel Sanders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and we'll get to Colonel Sanders because I think he's fantastic it's in this amazing. movie. But if there was maybe one person that could have taken that to the next level, <laughs> I agree. it's probably Steve Martin.
2: How much star power on screen can you actually have, though? At I some mean, point, it's
1: too much. Come on. <laughs> Rick Moranis and Steve
2: Martin together, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like, God,
1: come no. on. And I also read that Rick Moranis was the one that suggested John Candy mm-hmm. for the role of Barf. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Like but our Moranis, two favorite
1: people in the world yeah. like liked each other. Moranis was, was like that.
3: extremely on board with this entire thing. Like he's in, in, like barring his like uh, retirement, he's been trying to get a sequel made. Like ever since, you know, and it's always been rumored to do like the, yeah. uh, Spaceballs two, the Quest for More Money, you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah, he he was a champion for the film, not only giving it his all in his performance, but he was like in on yep. the promotion and everything like yep. that too. He's well, just a lovely man.
1: Yeah, definitely. Before we get into the film review, AJ does the research on critical fan ratings alike. What do you got,
2: man? I got it all. Okay. And do you know where we start? Yeah, we do. It's almost as epic as their music and intro, but <laughs> we're doing the <laughs> tomato meter. <laughs> <Gross! laughs> <laughs> never get over it. It's never gonna get old. This is a <laughs> Uh fifty six oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Come on. Yeah. Fifty six percent. So that takes us that's actually eh,
1: that's toward the bottom. That's right below cutting edge, right above Fast and the Furious. <laughs>
2: above Fast and Furious?
1: Right above Fast and the Furious. Wow.
2: Right. Okay, good. But Cutting Edge
1: was a better movie <laughs> for the critics. I guess. Oof. Just throwing that out there. Okay, that
2: part I disagree with, but i <laughs> it's all good. Well, audiences wholeheartedly disagreed at eighty three percent. Oh my gosh! Uh, for the audience scores on that, and uh, IMDb comes in right in the middle, seven point one percent. seven point one out of ten.
1: I think if you look at all the movies we've done, that seven a seven to seven point one is literally the middle of the road, and yeah. that ties with Tommy Boy and the Mummy. Wow, mm. those are those are ties right there. Okay.
2: Um, i got to give you some uh, some critics, right? Uh, Roger Ebert had something to say Yay. on this. I believe he was a two point. It was a two and a half star. Uh, was that out of four? Yeah. Uh, he says the movie's dialogue is constructed out of funny names, puns, and old jokes. Sometimes it's painfully juvenile. But there are some great visual gags in the movie, and the best is Pizza the Hut, a creature who roars and cajoles while cheese melts off its forehead and big hunks of pepperoni slide down its <laughs> jowls. I don't know. How do you review a movie like this, anyway? <laughs> we're I gonna guess going to try. Honestly, yeah. well, I'm right there with you, man. Honestly. <laughs> I guess by saying whether you laughed or not, uh, I, did, I did laugh, but not enough to recommend the film. I keep waiting for Mel Brooks to do something really, really great instead of these machine-made satires Ugh. where three-quarters of the invention goes into the special effects technology.
3: Hmm. I wonder what he thought about Young Frankenstein. That's my favorite Mel Brooks. I fucking <laughs> love that movie.
2: Uh I believe I took this from uh TV guide uh you know who we trust, yep. trust for immensely movies. on movies <laughs> go to for movie <laughs> you reviews you bet uh <laughs> I just took a small excerpt it said this is a formula film for brooks one that has long ago worn out its welcome with viewers only brooks shines momentarily as the president of the planet spaceball and in a dual role uh, as that of his crinkled and ancient advisor yogurt <laughs> It's mostly forced humor all the way, a movie that rarely measures up to the adequate quiche. Kitch? Kitch? Yeah. Aimed at younger audiences, Spaceballs misses the mark. Huh. However, Jay Carr who's becoming just as prevalent on here. Okay. Uh, It gave it a 75 out of 100. I believe he was the highest rating that I could find uh, from a critic. This is Um, all at the time of release, At the time, yes. Um, This is from the Boston Globe. Spaceballs has the happy air of comic enterprise that knows it's going right. It just keeps spritzing the gags at us, Borscht Belt style, (laughs) confidently and rightly (laughs) sensing that if we don't laugh at this one, we'll laugh at the next one. And so we do.
3: Nice, <laughs> I, I dig, man. That's great.
2: Uh, you know, I love my uh, my Google reviews. And so here's a, here's a few to pop off uh, from from some fans or not. This is well, these are some one stars. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so bad that I could that I feel bad for the accomplished actors in the film. <laughs> you feel I, bad yeah, for yeah, them. I feel really bad. Yeah, damn those millions of man. dollars. Yeah.
1: yeah, darn it. Uh, I'm sure they had no fun. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: okay where do we start there's another one start okay where do we start as if he's gonna write something really long (laughs) this movie is just a total ripoff of star wars graphics and quite frankly just bad (laughs) and that's it where do we end (laughs) where do we end it's a (laughs)
3: ripoff
1: honestly where do we start where Where? do we end honestly where is the middle of my (laughs) point i love these people That's great. Someday, someday one of these people is going to write in and be like, dude, I cannot believe you. I've been a fan of your show, and I fucking heard your review of my movie from 15 years ago.
2: Oh, God, I can't wait for that. Uh, One star. But if I could give this movie zero stars, I would. Horribly awful and a waste of my life and the actors' lives. Again... Really oh, yeah. feeling bad for those then actors. They made a bunch of
3: movie and you were, you, you, you were taken away to another world for
2: an hour and a half. Yeah. So how, I, I don't know. How dare that? Uh, but how about a five-star? It's a wonderful movie if you like laughing. <laughs> awesome. I do. I say it totally, totally copied Star Wars, but finally a good ripoff. It is a lot of the references of the sto- story of Star Wars, and then bada-bing, bada-boom. From violence and drama (laughs) to full on comedy.
1: So, this person doesn't know what a parody is. I don't think they're like,
3: a couple of them don't. It's just like, yeah, they ripped off Star Wars. That's the point. Yeah, I know. Very
1: blatantly. That's what they're doing. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay, last ones here, guys. There's no worse punishment in 2002, said Warfire. Whoa. (laughs) Warfire.
3: (laughs) Loved Red Dawn. Yeah.
2: (laughs) This one, oh boy. This one hurt. Just as a test, try going through this movie and pointing out all the jokes. As a contrast, count the number of times you laugh. How hilarious. I don't have anything significant to say about this thing. <laughs> it's just a wretched little parody from a wretched little man.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> Look, his name his name is he named his version of Yoda Yogurt. How hilarious. Rick Moranis is actually pretty good, obviously, as Lord Dark Helmet. He's the only funny part of this movie. Well, Actually, I did like the gag where they watched Spaceballs, but that was about it. Don't watch this movie. Don't give Mel Brooks any more excuse to live.
3: I have nothing to say Yikes. about this movie, and now I'll I'll tell you what I thought about
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do one more? No. Yeah. All right. Oh, All right. <laughs> this is uh, this is full steam ahead. Warning: spoilers. No. Oh, no. Terry Cheers in two thousand six said, "Never Cheers. before." Have I seen a movie that could be a, have been lifted straight from the pages of Mad Magazine? Actually, no. Mag Magazine sometimes is funny. I take that back, I guess. Uh, probably the worst is the stupid names given to the characters, i.e. yogurt for Yoda. This is supposed to be funny? Even at 90 minutes, this is far too long. Most of the jokes were not funny at all and just reminded me of some year 8 drama class. I think I might have laughed twice at the, <laughs> at the dancing alien thing and the Layla headphones. Two jokes in 90 minutes. It seems strange <laughs> for me that anybody could like this movie. I half expected it to be in the bottom 100. In conclusion, don't see this movie unless, of course, you are male, immature, and under 16 years of age. If you're over 40, don't bother. It sucks big time.
1: So what about the middle of, like, <laughs>
3: 34? Yeah, does, he,
1: does he only think 100 movies have
3: ever been made? <laughs>
2: So, this I I can't even believe this is one of the 100 movies ever made. Yeah. If you're desperate for a decent Star Wars parody, try the Mad Magazine Star Wars special. It is actually reasonably funny. <laughs> 0 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's Again, it's like you're talking to two different people. Only immature people Ugh. find this funny and can't come out of their shell enough to actually appreciate anything.
3: <laughs> like I get it. I get you want to like, write a review and everything. That's, that's yeah, fine. I actually you don't get <laughs> you why have, you would want to write a you review. You have a right to yeah. your opinion, but if, like, it's, if I watch a movie and I'm like, I did not like that, that is a zero out of ten, I'm, there's no reason for me to talk about it. Because
2: remember, you're saving other people. If a
3: movie <laughs> is unremarkable, I'm not going to remark about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a soundbite. That's just me. <laughs> That's a soundbite for sure. A
1: sound bite. <laughs> Well, well, thanks, AJ. Yeah. And before we dive into a scene-by-scene review of this movie, I want to explain something to all of you listeners. This venture that we do here, while unbelievably fun and rewarding, takes up a fuck-ton of our time. It sure does. Like a lot. <laughs> uh, we're watching the mov- movie multiple times. We're researching, preparing notes, driving back and forth to AJs, recording the episode, editing the episode, making TikToks. It gets tough sometimes. And now, that'll I will be welcoming a baby girl into the world hey. within the next month or so, like my time already thin and precious. Princess Vespa? We've been talking about Vespa. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) My time is already thin, and now it's even more precious, so we need the support of our sponsors to keep us going and to continue to create all this free content for you to listen to and enjoy. So when we talk about our sponsors, like Cedar Ridge Whiskey, for example, (sighs) we aren't trying to force you into buying some. We're legitimately trying to tell you about a company that directly supports us, and to top it off, a company that genuinely makes insanely good products, just Popped into the store yesterday. I grabbed three bottles. I got the mm. regular bourbon, which we are drinking right now. Mm. Mm. Uh, I got the quintessential single malt, and I also got nice. the Slipknot number no. nine whiskey, which blends rye and bourbon together. It's fantastic. A heretic Anthem. I don't know. Yeah, that's my go to bottle when I just want to switch it up. You know, like, mm. eh, I don't want to switch it up. Respect. Uh, we know you'll love their products. We know you'll either stop down to a local store and pick up a bottle for yourself, or you can actually go online to their website, cedarridgewhiskey.com. You can order some straight to your door. Support these amazing people that support us and make sure you check them out all their websites social media tell them you love confused breakfast and cedar ridge we love y'all cheers love everybody you. Cedar Cheers. Ridge. you must drink responsibly <laughs> I'm
2: or else going... you'll write a
3: stupid review like these <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm stopping there after this recording grabbing a hat i want one of their hats can
2: Come you more. believe that I want a hat
1: Well, boys, what do you say? We prepare the ship for ludicrous speed because we got to go save the princess from the evil Dark Helmet and his space ball goons. This podcast has officially gone from suck to blow. (laughs) (laughs) Smoke them if you got them. Here we go. (laughs) Hell yeah. So Spaceball One is approaching Planet Deridia with a scheme to kidnap Princess Vespa, the daughter of Druish King Roland, who is about to get married to a guy named Prince Valium. At the wedding, she runs away from her robot Dot Matrix, and they escape off of the planet. Captain Lone Star and his friend Barf are trying to figure out how to pay back their debt to Pizza the Hut when King Roland offers them money to bring Princess Vespa back. Love it. Uh, can, can we talk? Can we talk about the intro music? Please, <laughs> because I just picture like that fucking song with the laser soundbite. Yeah. I picture <laughs> yeah. there's just a guy going. Pew, 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 pew. And they're like no,
3: no more, more. I. That's the only thing I hate about it. Like, it's so bad. I, I turned it. I turned the movie up, and I was watching it with my girlfriend. She's like in the kitchen. Like the mu- She's like music's fine, and then just the for so some reason louder. the laser is so much louder. Yeah, you're, every time it happens, she's like. god damn. And then there's like just a, a fork random being one scratched the on a plate.
1: That is a random one at the end. It's just like I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> just yeah, you're you're 100 right. Just, just Bill, give us one more of those lasers. It's like it's like dude, <laughs> and then it just like goes <laughs> goes through again. It's just like. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you though. Besides
3: that, like that theme, I've had it in my head since I watched oh, yeah. rewatched this movie. It's really like,
1: good. It's great. It's really good, <laughs> it's <great. laughs> it's really good man and then you get in so you, we've done the star wars trope and it's it's kind of funny cuz they throughout this like they're poking fun at star wars they're almost predicting star wars and how out of control it's going to get with sure. the merchandising stuff yeah. it even says episode 11 so at this oh, point yeah. there were only three Star Wars, oh, but God. they're like predicting how there's going to be forty million Star Wars <laughs> yeah. in the future. I never noticed that as a kid. That's yeah. an episode eleven. So if this only, is an ongoing saga. If yeah.
3: only they did like a one off, like a Mandalorian or like a Rogue One oh, of, no. of just Rick Moranis and George the Weiner. <laughs> they are they are the best. We'll,
2: we'll get to them, but like, let's talk about the ship first. Well, hang on. I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I have said to people, unbeknownst to them, but. To us, <laughs> it's one of the final line. <laughs> Unbeknownst to the princess, but known to us. <laughs> to us, obviously. <laughs> I've said that so many times, that I just get crickets almost every time. And nobody, I still do it. Nobody, okay.
3: <laughs> so the ship going by, it like in in the original Star Wars, it like. I guess it takes quite a while, but it's like this is just, and the music is adds to it. It's like, wah, it's jaws. That's wah. a total jaws. True, it does sound wah. like it. Wah. For some reason, it works too. It it's like their, like Dark Side. It's their like uh, their
1: funeral march for uh, Darth Vader or yeah. whatever. It took a minute and thirty two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> That's of a hour and a half movie. That takes balls. Do you remember how to mad I to got to a joke. At, this, at the speed intro? That was four minutes and thirty. Yeah, I'm totally fine with this. I wanted more. I was like, oh, it's already the end. Shit, I, I got, wanted more.
2: I got, I like when the when the the uh, uh, scrolling text kind of finished up, and I saw the start of the ship. I got up and I did something, and I came back. And it was still <laughs> doing it, and I looked up at the screen. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just started laughing because it's still going
1: on. It's a funny joke. You know how when you get high and
3: like and it like time kind of slows down for you a little bit. You're yeah. <laughs> like, wait. Only two minutes have gone by. That's kind of how I felt. I'm like, oh shit,
1: we're still in the intro. Of this. I'm <laughs> yeah. not high. Yeah, I'm not- I laugh every single time when Dark Helmet comes on the scene because, like, mm-hmm. it, I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, oh no, like, because I I knew of Darth Vader and I knew how scary that was And I'm Like, oh, this is scary. Like, oh, the scary guy, and then he starts breathing <laughs> at me and, the, yeah. and the helmet opens, and you got Rick Moranis <laughs> with glasses <laughs> with on. Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't breathe in this thing, and he's got his fucking tie. T- t- that the looks tie? like a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, know, I was just
2: like, I was like, I was going to ask you guys, what do you think is the funniest part of his outfit? I think it's. Is it the dick tie? I think it's the dick tie.
3: I think it's just how tiny he is. <laughs> to a, me, a giant like, helmet? He, he is not intimidating at all. <laughs> and it's like, for, obviously, like the character thought about that. It's like, I got to have a huge helmet. But he never like really wears the mask or anything. For,
2: for me, I think now that you mentioned that, Mike, I think most of what he is is just. Meant to just resemble a dick because <laughs> oh his, my god, right. I just think his helmet. He is, his helmet is the head, and then I think about his oh. shorts, his like puffy shorts. like, <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> just a dick working on a ship full of assholes. He's
0: just a dick. Well, there's one guy assholes. that's not an asshole. That's yeah.
1: true. There, oh my god. There's one guy that doesn't stand up when he goes, What is everybody an asshole <laughs> yo yeah. here? They go, yo. and there's yeah. just one guy sitting down. <laughs> these two,
3: these two together, uh, uh, uh. Captain uh, Sanders. Colonel Sanders, sorry. And Dark Helmet are perfect together. Like I literally think they are the best part about this movie. Their their back and forth is like Unbelievably well timed and and just like every time they're on screen it never gets old. I want more of them every time. Yeah. And you know, with the movie with John Canyon, it's hard for me to say that I want more of that guy, George Weiner. Yeah. You
2: know? I know. George Weiner is hilarious. He's in a couple different things, and, I think.
1: And he's always a different role in whatever he plays. He's just so versatile. Yeah. In whatever he does.
2: He really is. I, I just think the way his delivery is unbelievable in this movie i'll I'll get this out of the way because like you know people talk about movies breaking the fourth wall and stuff and in (laughs) mel brooks movies and especially Spaceballs, the fourth wall just doesn't even exist you know and i I love that about this Uh, we'll get to a couple points that are i think are some of the most glossed over jokes but maybe the most fun funny when it comes yeah. down to it with that fourth wall intact especially or
3: like especially when they're like do, they're both talking with each other and they're basically saying the plot of the whole movie <laughs> like giving exposition within like one sentence and then rick moran looks at the camera you got that everybody got that <laughs> it's so good because i was like thinking like while he was saying it, like they're just getting exposition and then like oh
1: okay. <laughs> they're, they're in on it
3: <laughs> they're in on the joke
1: so you get to pl- you get to Planet Duridia and one of the most understated actors in this whole movie for me is the minister. Oh yeah, his name's yes. Ronnie Graham. Ronnie he also Graham. wrote it. Hey, co- dude, he was one of the writers. Yeah. Yes. And so then, good. I don't know why I like that guy so much. He just like so angry, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And here comes the bride down the aisle and right out the door, walking right <laughs> past the aisle and right out the door, right past the aisle,
2: <laughs> down the altar. I love that bit so much. <laughs> he's just like excuse me, he's like he's like I'm trying to do, conduct a wedding ceremony here, which has nothing to do with love. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I've, I've been trying to think of like. I really don't think there's a maybe a most punchable face in this movie. Do you? Do you have one, or maybe we'll eventually let it get to something? But I really don't think I have one. I can't think of one. I have one.
2: Do you? you, Are you ready to tell it? I think I'm ready. If you guys aren't convinced of something else, no, I'm good.
1: You might help me. Let's see. Hit
2: it. If we were on a train to go punch a face, I'm on board. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Prince Valley. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's <laughs> right, Prince Valley. Come on. Like, where have you been? <laughs> it's like <laughs> Come on.
1: Come on. Come on. All right, fine. Prince Valiant. Like I don't even like his performance. I don't even, I don't no. even like
3: the bit that he's doing. Like, no, it, it doesn't like make me like the movie any less. But it's just like, what is this? It's
2: not funny. It's just a yawn. <laughs> just they just wanted to give him the Valium name instead yeah. of like Valiant. <laughs> In my head, it's like... I, I can't believe I never thought of that. Thank
1: you. I, I, I've, I've dissected this entire movie of why things are called that. I never knew that Valium and Valiant was what they were. Getting. Who knows? I'm an idiot. <laughs> <That's> Take my <laughs> spot if you want. I'm sorry,
2: I, I don't know. That's just what I thought. No, I just... it is. It has to be.
1: I. We have to go uh, back a
3: little bit and talk about him using the Schwartz for the first time on oh, yeah. on one of his uh, goons. <laughs> And he's like, "Oh no! Oh no! Don't!" <laughs> yeah. Like he's gonna go in the yeah. into like the Darth Vader thing and yeah. choke him or choke whatever. Him. And then he does the nuts. And I love how that becomes a recurring
1: gag. <laughs> like, everybody, everybody holds their nuts <laughs> yeah. when he comes by. <laughs>
2: well, again, it's. I feel like it's 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 not a fourth wall break, but to me it kind of is because it's very out of. The world or the spectrum where he's just like he puts the ring on and it barely fits onto his glove, <laughs> by the way. And then he like, he, 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 so you see the the space ball. He's like, oh,
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's because he did something good. He's like, yes. I've, already, I've already notified President Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> you went over my <laughs>
2: helmet. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not really over, just more to the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh,
0: shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And we talked about last week with Red Dawn being the first PG-13 movie. There are shits
1: and fucks in this movie, yeah. like kind of nonchalant, and it's PG. This was the day. This was back in the day of like, well, as long as you don't say fucking shit more than seven times, it's fine. We, AKA, we
2: suggest <laughs> your parents are there. The golden era of movies. Is yeah, nice. exactly. <laughs> so we, so we get to meet
1: uh, Barf and Lone Star. Did you, did you catch the the name of his his Winnebago? They never really say it, but it's a logo on the side. It's got like I, a- I saw uh, Commanded by Lone Star, but I didn't read anything. It's, else. It's a logo, and it says Eagle Five. With. Okay, so at first I was thinking, is that like Eagle Falcon Millennium right. Falcon? Is that what they're getting at? But then, yeah. what is the what is the greatest Bill Pullman role of all time? Independence, Independence Day. Yes, Day. he was Eagle One in that, and I'm like, they, that was they missed that so. Oh, far. Okay. I, th- his airplane was Eagle One. Yeah. Why did they not make it Eagle it Five?
2: Should have been Eagle Five, but it, unfortunately, he's the president. They yeah, Will be Smith. Cool. <laughs>
3: gotta have him in a movie. <laughs> Bar- what, what do you think? AJ about you John was thinking Candy about a this? joke,
2: but he, he held back. I did. I did. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>
1: Keep the name of uh, Winnebago out your fucking. There mind. it is. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Oh no. <laughs> uh,
1: what do you What do you guys
3: think about John Candy in this movie? Uh, it's. I mean, it's John Candy, and that like him being like a Mog, a man yeah. dog, oh, is, man. Is, is is so good. Like I, I love the gag of him like whipping his tail in yep. Bill Pullman's face, yeah. and even like I have to talk about him and Bill Pullman together if I'm going to talk about John Kane to be honest sure. like yeah. their duo is great and like Chewie and and Han Solo and Star Wars it you love that duo and them them together is uh, spectacular. Like he, like when his tail does hit Bill Pullman's face like numerous times, Bill yeah. Pullman's face is just like oh, oh. like he's so
2: theatric Get, about
3: uh, it. It's great.
2: And it's like he's used to it, but he ne- he still doesn't expect yeah, exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He exactly. just feels especially with when
1: it. he's hungover.
2: Yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. yeah. Boss. 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 I love that he has a cowboy hat, yeah. but it gets knocked off and he never see him wear it. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know why it was so a cowboy to me. hat on and it's gone forever. <laughs> it gets knocked off by Barf's tail and we just and he, he like picks it up and dusts it off but then he just sets it back down. And it's just like <laughs> you never see him wear it again. <laughs> Jesus.
1: And then you got I like Pizza the Hut is still so fucking funny. Who who gave us this? Not your father's, Not beer, your father's Not beer shirt. Not your father's You're beer shirt. You're on YouTube. Shirts. Check this out. I got a Pizza Pizza Hut check, shirt. Check out their website. I got some brilliant. pretty cool shirts. It's amazing. But Ugh. that still makes me laugh so hard. Like Job of the Hut, Pizza the Hut. Uh, Dom Delouise is yeah, the man. voice actor for that. And it's how. This is the first time I realized how they were like they gave him like a really Italian voice because yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. a piece of pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever.
3: <laughs> Puke. <laughs> whatever. It's not one thousand. It's one
1: million. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's so gross, and it's like ton- you can see the dude's eyeballs. The guy, uh, it's, yeah. just, it's What is? What me. is? Is it like his chin in there? Yeah. So I that, think uh, I think that, that thing tom. that's moving is actually his chin. Okay. Because you can you can almost see his real mouth inside of there. Uh, I'm,
3: I was trying to like look because I'm trying to compare his eyes to like where his chin is, and it's like it's like like his face is <laughs> like gross. cramped in. So I'm not sure because Dude. like is he bearded? Because it looks like it's bearded in there. I don't know.
2: Here's the thing: I watched this movie. Um, I I downloaded or streamed it in HD. Right, and when they redo these movies in HD, yeah. it gives a lot of texture to things that didn't have it before. Definitely, but again, it also takes away from some of these special effects. Yeah. And like, they almost used the graininess to their advantage yes, back yes. then, uh, at least by compared to today. But like, you think about Barf's space suit or his his jumpsuit or whatever, it didn't always look. It looked like a Ghostbuster suit to me originally, <laughs> <Kinda>. <laughs> or like Colonel Sanders' like you know, uniform didn't have that texture before. Mm. Pizza the Hut like when when you watch him in the original him and vinny they creeped me out so bad as a kid. <laughs> yeah. They were really creepy to me as a kid and now when I watch it in HD it's not as bad. But I thought it was the most disgusting and scary looking thing. Well, and vinny whoever did his makeup oh my it's God. crazy. It's just makeup. Yeah. To make him look like a freaking weird robot. Correct. It's amazing. And, and again it's like they did that only with makeup and I think they still get away with it. Don't don't it don't still don't, don't get me cool. wrong.
3: Makeup and lighting and shadows. Yes, that's
2: it. and but when you think about it, like back in the day, watching that in original, like standard definition, whatever it was on VHS, that guy was a robot. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, totally. And he even goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they Pizza's trying to do like send a out for, for you
0: for
3: you? <laughs> is he is he trying to do like a max headroom thing? Dude, does anybody know max headroom? No. no. Oh, Cool. Um, <laughs> I I gotta say though, like if anybody, any one of my friends was like. Perhaps made of pizza, they wouldn't be my <laughs> friend for long. I wouldn't be able to help myself. Like he
2: does eat was, the pizza, yeah, <laughs> he's like the beverage is like, oh delicious. Like, does, <laughs> it, does it like
3: re reaccumulate after he I loses know. it? Like because that'd be great if you were just yeah. eternally pizza fied. I just
2: <laughs> 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 well, we know how he... how he goes out. It would be a weird but relationship
3: if your friend was made of pizza. Because it, it would be it'd
2: be like a it'd be like a sexual thing. Well, I get
3: sexual when yeah. pizza's around. I know. <laughs> I, I get agree hard. with you.
2: And by the way, would he feel bad if you ordered other pizza? True. You know what I mean? Is mine not good enough? Yeah, like I don't oh, have you, I don't have sausage or any vegetables <laughs> oh. on me. <laughs> oh sorry you don't want me. It's like, well I don't want to eat you. I don't want to go that far You're into our friend. thing. You're my friend. Do you want me to eat you? I could eat you. It's like, you know, should I be ordering pizza? Or or is pizza the hut does he not get offended? But he's like, "Ooh, you're gonna eat that? You're gonna eat
1: Papa John's? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna eat.
2: Pop- you're gonna eat what is like me? Like you shouldn't eat.
3: Want to eat meat? You're not putting pineapple on me again tonight. Is it? You're yeah. not. You're not putting pineapple on me, and we're not doing that. it doesn't many,
2: go on me. There's too many angles for like. Oh, it's like, ooh, he gets offended that you're you want to eat pizza. Yeah. I don't know. There's too many <laughs> angles on it, man. It's it's fucking amazing.
1: Uh, you. We also get to meet President Scroob. President of Spaceball City, did you know that Scrooge is an anagram of Brooks?
2: I, I figured it out <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, this time around. You I did? never I never did. I never thought about it. Because I kept going, well, why is his
1: name Scrooge, but it's like Scrooge Ball? I don't yeah.
2: know. Oh, see? I don't. I, know. I have no clue. See, that's the thing. That makes, that makes sense, and also the Brooks thing, that it's an, yeah. an anagram. That, like, but I never tried to think yep. about it. And he's got
1: a can of Perry Air.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking that shit. That's that's some genius writing, right there. That is that is that. I'm sorry, is absolutely hilarious. Genius. Come on,
3: along with Pizza the Hut.
2: Oh my It's just
3: like I mean, Java the Jabba the
2: Hut. It's like they're taking you can't, like obvious jabs. We at like, have thought of those. Yeah, and, like, what's,
3: and if you do, you're like, I have to do it. Yeah, like, exactly. That's genius. Have to
2: do Who it. doesn't think of like of the Hut, Pizza the Hut? Come on, yeah. Like, there's something here, and it's just like <laughs> let's just make him a grotesque pizza monster. <laughs> and it's just like, and it'll be funny instead of a because grotesque Jabba, slug. Jabba the Hutt's, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I still laugh at the at the um, Beam Me Down Scotty thing. It's snotty, so sorry, Snotty, Snotty. snotty. And I still laugh when he just walks through the door and they're in the next <laughs> yeah. room. It's still <laughs> yeah. unbelievably funny to me. It's, it's, it's
2: snotty. Oh, yes.
1: Snotty beat me twice <laughs> last night.
2: It was amazing. It was wonderful.
1: <laughs> she <laughs> turns me on. I
3: don't she know. She kind of, why. of does There's me something too. Something about her. That you're
2: just like, man. I get it. I don't yeah. know why her looks just make me go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mwah. much better than Marlene and Charlene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marlene. Chew your gum. Chew do, you know your
2: I, gum. do you know why? Do you know I said that? <laughs> They're the
1: Double mint s- twins. The Double twins. <laughs> they were the Double mint twins. And twins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I do want to bring up a, a fun fact here. So I did read that this was like one of the first movies where they started using a blue screen. And blue screens were before green screens. Oh. Did you know about that? So, like, the blue screen would be yeah. in the background of the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And that's how they, they would put, like, stars out there and lasers. Well, and, okay. And they, they somehow heard that, like, blue light was bad for your eyes and so they would wear sunglasses. No kidding. Like they they call cut, and all of them would put on sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm glad that you caught that. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's like they 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 were onto something. They were They, should have, been, they, were. they should have been wearing their Felix Gray. Oh glasses. yeah, it would have been way. Because then they wouldn't have to look like stupid idiot dummies wearing yeah. sunglasses indoors. Because that is one of the best parts about Cedar our uh, Cedar Ridge glasses. Yeah. <laughs> about Felix Gray glasses is that they're like normal glasses that actually do protect
2: you yeah. from maybe the blue light.
3: maybe. The those two spaceballs, the gunmen who were cross-eyed, if they
2: were wearing Felix Gray, <laughs> exactly. it wouldn't be that way. It wouldn't be that way. No, I mean, Felix Gray is a sponsor. The assholes.
1: <laughs> they're a sponsor of this podcast. They make affordable, incredibly stylish glasses that filter out the harmful blue light that is all around us from our computers, phones, TVs, and apparently blue screens. Yeah, you know, which we don't even use anymore. We use Jeez. green screens. I don't know if green's better, but uh, these spaceballs actors were like they were right to be afraid of that stuff. That's so right. they're 15 times more effective than all other blue light glasses at filtering this harmful blue light mm-hmm. quality's unbelievable you'll love the options for different styles colors doesn't even look like you're wearing special glasses these two guys have them on right now i got two pairs at home getting protection while looking good the the future is seeing. <laughs> you, you can eat, see, see the future <laughs> yep. of Spaceballs. You can decide between prescription, non-prescription readers. Our exposure to blue light is not going away, so do yourself a favor. Grab a pair of these glasses. We all have them. We love them. We know you will, too. Uh, Felix Gray FelixGrayGlasses.com slash confused. F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash confused. Free mm. shipping, free returns, free exchanges. Do it. Hell yeah. Do it. We do love it. them. <clears throat> see the future. So good. All right, so scene two, they manage to locate the position of Vespa's Mercedes space cruiser and rescue her. After escaping Spaceball One, they run out of gas and they crash into a remote desert planet. Barely able to survive, they're rescued and taken to the temple of the almighty yogurt. I have to say, going back a little bit,
3: when he does have his ass in front of him, we really take for granted having it in the back of us, I I would think. (laughs) Because imagine just like watching yourself take a shit. Imagine yeah. like watching shit come out of your butt. I don't like that. As you sit down and like facing it, like it, like how totally so it would be built. like a urinal kind of. It, yeah, it would be. And you'd like, be. You'd be just like facing it, like <laughs> looking down at yourself taking a shit, and that's got to be very unflattering. Like. It'd be pretty
2: easy to wipe though. Yeah, the way he was out. It true, it up, you it's know. True. Like, whoop, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can really get it. <laughs> there. Yep. You, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was able to scratch that easy. Yeah, so that true. makes that makes sense <laughs> to me. It, it's still every time Michael
1: Winslow it just dude, is, is one of the most talented people in the history of the world. In so my opinion. fun to see him. The, yeah. the, dude, the dude's voices that he's making there and just that little scene, mm-hmm. I just I can't believe it. it th- and that he that he makes those noises. And yeah. Brooks is just like I have Winslow.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna save money on sound effects. So they hired Winslow and then they <laughs> saved money on sound effects. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like he just kind of takes over the scene, it's just like I'm just gonna let him do his bit. <laughs> and and be fine with it because it's he's a great performer.
2: It is okay. So here's here's where you come to, like the spoof physical writing pair uh, puns. How do you how do you physical make a physical pun? Right, and this <laughs> scene is that when, at the end of it. But Michael Winslow. Like by the way, I'm pretty sure I've called him Carl Winslow in the past. <laughs> That's my fault, guys. His name's Michael Winslow. I mean, he's the most he's famous amazing. Winslow is Carl. You're so. right. You're he's right.
1: Gonna, he's
3: gonna be performing at a, a Musquakie. I know. Here soon. Oh, dang.
2: So we should have reached out. See we have. And so, but Michael Winslow, the like, it's one of the scenes that makes me laugh so heavily when he comes over, he's like, Sir, we're having trouble with the radar, (laughs) sir. (laughs) He's just like, he's like, Can you to me, sir? He's like, I'm in trouble with the radar, sir. It's like, you don't need that anymore privately. He's like, I'm trouble with the radar, sir. And then Dark goes, God, just stop it. He's like, what is it? He's just like, I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. And like, when he goes through his bleep sweeps and creeps and just like all this stuff, it's, it's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> he's just, And he's like, oh, it appears to be jammed. It's just like, you mean to Speaking tell me. Speaking of physical, like, gags. Yeah, that you took a pun and you made it physical. <laughs> the radar is jammed. The radar is jammed. And then he takes it one step further and saying... Raspberry. <laughs> he knows <laughs> I hate Actual jam coming through <laughs> yes. the computer screen. <laughs> Real jam coming through. He tasted it, the jam, and it's the raspberries, as in you give somebody the raspberries when you're making fun of them. <laughs> Only one man would dare give me the raspberries. Love and then star. this is that fourth wall break that I think is the best one of the entire movie. When, And I don't know. Some people just miss it completely. He's like, it's zooming in on Dark Helmet. He's like, only one man would dare give me the raspberries, and he pushes on Colonel Sanders to get out of his pan shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know what you're talking about. He, he like, Colonel he's, Sanders, he's like, is like, is it? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the camera and, and goes, "Oh my God, sorry, well, I'm in the wrong spot." He
2: like, he like looks at him, he's like, "Wait, what do you do?" He's like, "Oh, the camera's coming." He's like, "I gotta get out of the shot," and then he's like, "It's like low and Star," and the camera runs into him. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's, and it's like, in really a, good. In a
3: spoof movie like this, like that could have even been a mistake, and you're just like, "Oh yeah." We're That was great because (laughs) we break the fourth wall several times.
2: He's like, he's just the fact that he like pushes about. And like I say, I've, I've explained that to people in the past and, People who have watched it a lot, yeah. and they're like, I never fucking noticed.
1: Because you're, star- you're staring at Dark Helmet. It's yeah. zooming in on him. Your eye's trained to go to that, but you just don't yes. see the side of the screen. He just goes, whoop, whoop.
2: And again, <laughs> you're talking about that amazing delivery between these two actors. Yeah. It's yeah. just brilliant, man. I love it.
1: Colonel- What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? Chicken. <laughs> Even the dumbest of dumb lines still make me laugh. Oh, gosh. Because that's, that's just so dumb. Yeah, it's so I, we get it, Colonel Sanders chicken, hilarious.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It, yeah. Obviously, it's funny, but then you're going to take it one step yep. further again, and that's the thing about Mel Brooks comedy is he'll he'll beat you over the head with it, whether you like it or not, yeah. until you're going to laugh. Yeah. One way or another, you're going to laugh at this movie. <laughs> you're going to. And that's it. <laughs> it. That's final. So. What do you guys think
3: about Joan Rivers uh, voicing Dot? I think it's, it's fucking pretty funny. perfect.
2: It's hilarious. I
3: love John Rivers so much, and like, yeah, her her voice is just that like quintessential like nagging kind of yep. voice, but it's also
1: like a helpful voice. And C three PO was like an annoying nagging yeah. voice, yeah. so <laughs> it's like it kind of
2: worked. I know it's 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 pretty wonderful. Yeah, they even the,
1: modeled her face after her. The, yeah. the face of the robot looks like <laughs> yeah.
2: her. Yeah, the well, and we didn't even talk about her like. Leaving and getting into the Mercedes, and like <laughs> yeah. leaving and getting rescued, and she's like trying to talk to her. And she's <laughs> like, "Would you turn that off?" And she takes off like the <laughs>
3: the headphones.
2: Leia they're yeah, like the Leia buns and their yep. headphones, and it's just like again. They don't. They don't care that they're just going to throw these jokes away. Yeah. and this is that's what's so brilliant about his comedy. He's he's so ready to just throw jokes at you that you're going to catch the ones you're going to catch, and yep. you're, it doesn't matter about the ones you don't. Next time you watch, you might see something different. You'll just see it a different one. Yeah,
1: I still think one of the the best parts of this is the ludicrous speed. The whole scene. It's so funny. I mean, oh that, like God. that entire scene. Like, and then. You know, like close down the three three ring circus. Well, close up the mall. <laughs> like, prepare for ludicrous yeah. speed. He's I like, all gonna, the animals in the zoo. <laughs> you're gonna want to buckle in. Ah, and, and that he, pays it, off later too. It's it so does good. exactly. But like the fact that they came up with the ludicrous speed, and then when they stopped, that that is my favorite. Rick Moranis. Oh is yeah. Is the like yes? Are we stopped? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I totally agree. Well, how about we take a five minute break? <laughs> Just like overly happy, we're stopped. like little we're smirk thing. Well, yeah, he's like, Oh, we're uh, stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, why don't we uh, take a five minute break? <laughs> well, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> smoke if you got them. Uh, Really crazy, when he says take a five-minute break, they are not on screen until exactly five minutes later. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously, can you believe that shit? That's fucking great. This um, is the stuff
2: that I, you don't think about. No. And, it's just- <laughs> and you, don't, you don't have to do that. We the, don't care.
3: Ugh. The parody goes so deep, it goes into the editing bay. Are you kidding no, no,
1: no. Me? Add, add 30 more seconds to that scene. We, we need it. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> Fine. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Are we stopped? Are we sto- well, stopped? Does any does
3: anybody uh, I, I read that uh, Tesla took that? Yes. That's where they get their speed. That's from. how they got their
2: speed. There's a ludicrous, speed, <laughs> ludicrous mode speed on a Tesla.
3: And then I think they have plaid in there too, yep. right? They do. You can go to plaid.
2: And like Elon Musk is like a, he's a massive nerd. fan of this. Yeah, he's just a he's, <laughs> he's just a, big a nerd, nerd of this. I mean like that's the thing about him. He thinks he's taken several things from this movie, actually. I.e. also the flamethrower. He made yep. a flamethrower yep. that was open to the public or something. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, we did it. He's like, I just thought it was funny, just like in Spaceballs, just like in Plaid, just like, just like Ludicrous Speed. Ooh, here's a prop.
1: <laughs> I Give me Spaceballs the flamethrower. <laughs> Spaceballs the flamethrower is my prop. Damn it. You, oh, brought, damn. you had a chance to be like, speaking of oh, props. I know. Oh. That's my prop, boys. It's baseball's the flamethrower. I think I'm gonna go with uh,
3: Bill Pullman's Schwartz Bill ring. Pullman? Yeah, just Bill Pullman. <laughs> I'm taking him home, <laughs>
1: cuddling him. His Schwartz ring. His
3: Schwartz, His Schwartz okay. ring.
1: Yep, with the with the big old ass on
3: it right yep. there.
2: Yep. I for think my name. I'm sure. Oh, I get it. Um, I want Lone Star's necklace. Was, Ooh, that was my secondary that Ooh, That's
1: actually a really cool necklace. It, it is. Yeah.
2: And I was I was thinking, ah, I could do the fortune cookie. But I'm like, no, I'm going to take the necklace. <laughs> I'm
1: surprised, like, Abercrombie and Fitch never
2: made that necklace. Like, yeah. It looks like <laughs> something you could buy. <laughs> it's just
1: on the end of puka shells. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch or Buckle. They, well, I, they definitely have one of those. No,
2: actually, because actually, the, if, when you buy a Tesla, that comes hanging on the mirror. Cool. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's but it, it's an air freshener too. Yeah, yeah. It also smells good. And a fortune cookie in the glove box. <laughs> the scene,
1: the, the scene that really fucked with me as a kid it was the was them going back to watch the movie to figure out where everything was happening. Like as yeah. a kid, I remember I didn't understand what was going on here. Like they're mm-hmm. wa- wait, they're watching the movie that's already made, and now yeah. they're in now now. Yes, uh, but there was some really funny stuff there because. um when they open up that thing, you've got all the Mel Brooks movies. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Like, every Mel Brooks it's movie, movie. Is, is hanging out there. But below that, there is uh, a rocky section. The
2: rocky section. It yeah. goes
1: to 14. <laughs> and there's Friday the 13th. Yes. And that goes to 14 as well. <laughs> so they're just, they're just making fun of, like, these, these extended, like... Because Mel Brooks has never done a sequel. Right. So he just makes fun of that so hard in this yeah. movie. And that is definitely one of the ways he did it. But remember, we <laughs> talked about V. VHS. Here is what's interesting is that this movie came out in '87, yeah, and from like '86 to '88 was when blockbusters really became like a thing. Yeah, yes. And we talked about it in our in our mini bite episode. So this was like a weirdly unique thing that that they were telling people like, oh yeah, there is VHSs. Yeah, and you can watch it. Yeah, because this for us we're like yeah, oh cool, just watch the movie or whatever yeah. but back then that was a weird mindset for them to have put in this movie yeah yeah and
3: still at that time you you only could rent them because yeah. they were expensive oh, God, yeah. they were like a hundred dollars to like own a vhs
2: tape oh, which wow. today is a uh, hundred dollars from 1987 yes uh it's it's well it's about uh 674 dollars so there you go i sean. believe you there you yeah. go sean there you go. <laughs>
3: Yep. I would, I would spend that money on like a shining
1: <laughs> an o- VHS. original the yeah. original pressing of the Shining. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh what what about so so they crash land on the yeah. desert uh, we've got the dinks.
2: The did dinks. you rec- did you recognize one of the dinks? Yes. Yes, I'm so glad somebody else did.
1: I, this was the first time I've ever recognized his face. Oh my gosh, it was Tony Cox. Yes, who was uh, he was Marcus in Bad Santa, right? And he <laughs> yes. was actually. Then I had to look at his credits. He was actually an Ewok in yep. Return of the Jedi. Yep.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Not, part. not that
1: you would know that because I think he was in costume. But I thought that was really cool that they specifically reached out to him. They're yeah. like, you need to be our version. Of yeah, that. Get, well, get the, not really, but
3: get all the the little people actors and and get them in the movie. Like, that's... Yeah. Get him a job. Oh, my God. Here we go.
1: Also, I don't know if you saw that. F- Phil Hartman was apparently one of the voices for the Dinks. He's uncredited. Really? He's Are you uncredited serious? on IMDb. It says, Phil Hartman, uh, voice of voice of the Dinks. Weird. So I think when they're going, ding, ding, like, that was, like, Phil Co- Phil Hartman, who's a very <laughs> accomplished voice actor. Yeah. I think that's amazing.
3: I to take this time to say uh, the... The DVD, like the 30th anniversary or something like that, DVD that came out is like packed full of like making ofs and everything like that. I don't know if you have this one, but mm. there's an audio commentary uh, from like Mel Brooks and I'm, I think the cast and everything like that. But there's also a Dink Dink commentary, <laughs> and oh. they oh my. literally only say Dink Dink <laughs> over the movie playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. That sounds it's Mel Brooks <laughs> to me. crazy. Like, it's obviously like a joke, but like, I don't know. If someone out there Man. knows about this and has gone, has got all the way through
2: it, let me know because that would be amazing. Dude, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks' style of comedy, it takes you back to, if you've ever seen, um, what is it, Man in the Moon, Man on the Moon with Andy Kaufman, mm. Jim Carrey does Andy Kaufman and like Andy Kaufman's humor, he will take it to the point, it's only funny to him. Yeah, yeah. Who who else is that going to be funny to yep. for that, like, to to make the entire movie and then do a dink-dink comedy <laughs> or or, or, or a commentary, commentary over this movie? That's a funny thing that he was like, no, 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 trust me, be, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> so you and just want like, us to
1: do five minutes? No. Like, no. Do it'll do
2: be the funny, whole right? No one's going to make it past, like, <laughs> seven, eight minutes of this, right? He's like, no, 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 we're going to do the whole movie. Hour
3: and 33 minutes. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. And, like, that is the thing. These are things he will make... His comedy, he will do it until he, because he thinks it's funny. And to be damned with anybody else, he's like, but we're going to do this. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's and the way we'll he we'll do it
3: so often and so many times that after, like, the fifth time, it's going to become funny to you. <laughs> Correct.
2: It's like, oh, they are going to do this. <laughs> this oh, is really my. funny. It's not that funny. It's
1: actually really funny.
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> well, it's like It's like the ship in the beginning. He's like, no, we're going to go a minute 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're doing it. Because had they gone any less, it may not have been funny again. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. So, I, I mean, this uh, they, they shot this whole desert scene in uh, Yuma, Arizona. Yeah. It was fucking extremely hot. Uh, the actors had a very hard time, uh, like staying afoot, pretty much. But um, the combing the desert—we
1: haven't gotten there yet. Okay, all right. unless you want to just talk about it. I mean, so what? Wait, we, are we to yogurt yet? Well, no, but they're getting they're getting to yogurt, but they have not combed the desert yet. Okay, gotcha. Right. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm going to make our listeners wait wait for this. <laughs> <It's laughs> We're going to talk <laughs> quite a bit on combing the desert. <laughs> well, I'm down. To, I'm down ahead of First of all, this movie scarred me uh, for life. To to wonder what like virginity was. Because <laughs> when the virgin alarm went off, I thought it was for just making out. So oh, for a very no. long time, I was like, you can't make out. I want to be a virgin for, yeah. like, for my wedding. In the yeah. Future. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> virgin alarm. Uh, and then dark. Okay, so dark helmets... Desert get up Yeah. How oh, he's got the same he's got like the same outfit on, but it's sand colored in his camouflage. So does he have like a water based one yeah, no,
3: and a jungle got, one? He's got he's like a, a jungle helmet. Scuba helmet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, but like, it but it would be it would be the would be, old yeah. time one yeah, from like, like the nineteen thirties. Yeah, like the Bioshock like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> his
1: little he's got his little thing where it opens I up He's got eye <laughs> holes. He's like
2: when, when they're sitting on that ship. Or, or on the little, like, land speeder. Yeah. But, like, for some reason... I don't know why this is very funny to me. I know it's probably just like, hey, we can just get away with it. It's yeah. super easy. But th- that thing's sitting on mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, you, and you can really tell. And you can, like, really tell. But there's, like... If you're not looking for it... No. You wouldn't be able to tell. Because your eye
3: is on the actors. It's probably what he's kind of hoping for. But he's <laughs> yeah. like... But if they know us, it's still funny. Exactly. Who cares? He's It's like, just, I'm just a that. tank or whatever.
2: He's just, like... And then the, the, the gag of... I was like, prepare, prepare to take off. He's like, let's get out of here. He's like, prepare to get out of here. He's just like, <laughs> he's like, oh, he's preparing he's for everything. Just oh, he's go. Just preparing. Just go. He's like, just go. He's like, he's like sir, shouldn't you sit down?
3: Dude, humanize the goons. Like in the background of like all of these scenes where he's like commanding the space balls and everything like that. Yeah, it's so funny. I like I think the the scene where he gets knocked down by the camera. Like everyone, like everyone in the background, like turns
2: around. Yeah, they're like, like <laughs> oh, but don't notice, don't notice. But because. like,
3: but like comes back real quick and it's just like, it's just like doing <laughs> bullshit. Like they're so committed. Like that's good directing. <laughs> that's so
2: great. <laughs> We kind of glanced over the, like, keep firing assholes joke, which is probably one of the most... It's like, I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. He's like, that is his name. Philip Gunner's first private asshole. It's like, Philip Asshole. He's, he's, he's a major like, asshole, sir. He's like, that is his name. He's like, who made that man a gun? He's like, I did, sir. He's my cousin. He's like,
1: okay. It's <laughs> just like... All right, so let's go on to the next scene here. So back on Spaceball 1, Dark Helmet and Colonel Sanders manage to track them and begin searching the desert. Meanwhile, Yogurt is teaching Lone Star how to use the Schwartz. That night, Dark Helmet tricks Vespa into showing herself, and she is captured. Back on Planet Spaceball, Vespa's capture allows them to get the airlock code from King Roland. Oh, yeah. So Schwartzy, my my man Yogurt, I mean, you you talked about that in the intro, Sean, about how George Lucas wouldn't let him do any merchandising, Mm -hmm. so he went full-blown Over the top like just making fun of Star Wars yeah. and cuz Star Wars was pure merchandising. That's all it is. That's, yeah. and that's all it's it's continued to become and even <laughs> yeah. the the Spaceballs too the search for more money. Like that is his dig on all these people that yep. are doing sequels and the only reason you would do a sequel but my god like all the merchandise the bo- the box for Spaceballs the breakfast cereal yes. just says 100%, 100% sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't dude they don't even try to like cover up all those like the lunch boxes were just Transformer so a tree, Transformers yeah,
2: like comic. The on. comic
1: was just Megatron on the cover. <laughs> it just says spaceballs on it. Like, that's all it was. Spaceballs the t-shirt.
2: Spaceballs. And then, the, the lunchbox. The <laughs> lunchbox.
3: When Scrooge when, uh, Scroob gets caught in bed too, he's like, Spaceball's the sheet. Yeah. The sheet. <laughs> uh,
1: later on, spaceball's the placemat is this, at the diner. Yeah. Like it's just everywhere. Spaceball's the toilet
2: paper in the t- in the bathroom. <laughs>
1: It's just genius. Like I love, I love yogurt. I love that that's Mel Brooks. I I love that, that statue used to scare the fuck out of me yeah. too. I don't oh, know terrifying. why as a kid. Yeah. But man, he had a
3: hard time with that makeup. It was like all the golden makeup and everything like that. Yeah. And when he when he got it, applied to him and like uh, eventually taken off at the end of the day, it got him like huge like horrible rashes all over his it's face, like,
2: like the Tin Man effect. Yeah. from Wizard nice. of Oz. Exactly.
3: And he was like suffering, but he suffered through it because yeah. he knew Mel he had Brooks. to. Yeah. yeah.
2: So he had to walk around on his knees the whole time too. <laughs> yeah. Like during the. He had he had knee pads on, they said, but he was still like just... It was really hard on him because he was so committed. It's like,
1: why take that part? You know? Like, like, I have to play it. I have to do this. So, so, combing the desert. Okay. Is this the most famous line from the movie or like scene from the movie? I mean, there's a lot, but is this what you think of automatically when you think of Spaceballs? I kind of like, do. I just imagine reading the script
3: as the prop department. yeah, And they're like, we're not going to really do that, are we? And Mel Brooks is like, yeah, I, want, I need a big... No, I need like, you. Life's, ...like, a big but life-size version of, like, a big comb or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. You
1: know? And they even call it out in the kind of... Don't you think we're taking this too literally? He said comb the desert, so we're combing the
2: desert. <laughs> Sir, what? <laughs> this is another joke that is glossed over because we have another massive one, obvious one, sitting right behind it and right inside uh, that it's basically inside of he flips over to colonel sanders using the megaphone and then he goes back to his troops and he says hey (laughs) not yet sir what about you guys you gotta, thing, sir. you gotta like question to
3: yourself too. Like, is some of that Mel Brooks, or is that all Moranis? Because You're like right. even like when he has the mask down as Dark Helmet, he's doing the "and you will do <laughs> this" like the Darth yeah. Vader voice. But when he has it up, he's just doing his regular like, ah, Moranis <laughs> yeah. voice. Uh, that was all him. Yeah. They, like he
2: wanted to do that. You know? No, see, he's like yogurt. I hate yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> even with strawberries. <laughs> strawberries. <laughs> he's such a nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, you have the shorts, too, sir. He's like, oh, yeah, but he's got the upside. I got the downside. Say, there's, <laughs> there's two sides. Two sides every shorts. <laughs> I always thought my dad
1: used to laugh so hard at the coming in the desert yeah. scene. And, like, I used to think he said, we ain't found ship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As a kid. No. I, and I was like, oh, I don't know. But my dad thinks it's really funny, so I understand it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why he thinks it's so funny. But uh, <laughs> there was another guy, the second group of people. So it's the, have you found anything? Nothing nothing yet, sir. Have you found How anything? About you guys? Not a thing, sir. The guy that says not a thing, sir, is Rob Paulson, who's a legendary voice actor. He was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons. Oh, my gosh. So many things. Oh, wow. That, that is him sitting there saying, doing the voice acting for that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, look at his IMDb. It's insane. Damn. Well, I bet like, a bunch of video games and shit, too, uh, probably. Yeah, like everything you can yeah. think of.
2: How can we drag this out a little bit further? And he's, it's just, he pops up his visor. He says, we ain't found shit. You're right. It lingers it waits, for, like, way waits, too long. Way too long. <laughs> and you're like, like the line
1: is funny, but, like, all right. It's the lingering. Oh, okay. Okay, we're good. We're out. And I'd like, I, I don't know, like, I, I tried to type in some stuff, like, is this bad? Like, is this not acceptable? And, I mean, it's Mel <laughs> yeah. Brooks, so who cares? Because, yeah. like, they've got, like, the. Pick comb instead yeah, of yeah. but I like it better because I like that the the like the nerdy white guys were like working really hard going. We haven't found anything yet, sir. And these <laughs> yeah. guys were like, we ain't found fucking shit. Yeah, what the, exactly. fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Why are we out are we here? Doing out here? It's this obnoxious. is stupid. Like, yeah, I like that aspect
2: of it. Yeah. For, especially
1: coming from Mel Brooks, it's like he's not trying to. You know, I mean, no, yeah, yeah. He's just like here. This is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
2: it's fucking funny. It's, it's just a part it's of his. It's part of his brand. Oh yeah, it just is a part of his yeah. brand to oh to draw these things out for you yeah you know what i mean so yeah
1: it, well and speaking of more rick moranis they they capture daphne they are mm-hmm. sorry a uh, princess vespa and i'm sure i'm sure you read this but <laughs> there it's it's in a dark helmets quarters and he's got the dolls <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they basically just said here's some dolls have fun yeah, yeah. and he improvised that entire the fucking
2: scene entire thing was <laughs> rick moranis
1: <laughs> oh, oh oh your helmet it's it so, so big. big. I know. <laughs> what, what,
3: what? what? Same thing I'm going to do to you, big boy. You didn't Ooh. see. You didn't see anything. No, sir, I didn't see you playing with your dolls. <laughs> it's, like, it's so good.
2: It's brilliant. And again, it's another. It's even another nod, technically, to no merchandising. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Right. That there just, were. There. There was merchandising. There are dolls.
2: <laughs> well, you got to think too. Like th- maybe
3: Lucas was kind of right because, like, if they did put merchandising out for Spaceballs. Kids would probably get confused as to which one is which. Would it be like, like the wish.com? Exactly. Like parents yeah. couldn't afford the, the Star Wars. Baseballs is a wish.com Star Wars. Yeah. And it's <laughs> maybe better. I don't know. Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he just
1: left. The camera's not oh, changing Oh, God. <laughs> They're trying to get the airlock code now and they, they bring in uh, Dr. Sa- Sandy Schlotkin. Dr. That's right. Do you, yeah. remember, do you remember what I brought him up at? Moral Mortal Combat? Mortal Combat. He, he was the Steven Spielberg director. Oh, in yeah. Kombat.
2: Sandy Helberg. Sandy or Helberg, yeah. Yeah,
1: yes. I, I don't know why. I just I just remember this scene very vividly. Yeah. the the lights turn out and they're making out and <laughs> <let's> go work <laughs> on your putts.
2: Go work on your putts. I don't know why it's so obnoxious. We're gonna give her her old nose, and it's just no. like uh, this is another one of those things that you're just like, come on, like, <laughs> damn it, Mel Brooks. She doesn't look druish. Yeah. yeah. The, the codes one. What? one two, two. three, three. Three. Four.
1: Four. Four. Five.
2: five. 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 One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> that, well, some, same coach that an idiot would have on his luggage. It pays <laughs> <Screw>. off later.
1: <laughs> pays off. <up. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the, the, just talking about um, Colonel Sanders and Dark Helmet, though, like their moments of just pure brilliance is when she does leave the room. and He goes I. I bet she gives great helmets. Great and Colonel Sanders like goes, oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's got this little shit. Yeah. That's the thing. Honestly, honestly, if, oh. if any time that Colonel Sanders is on screen, just watch him and watch only him. Yep. And I mean it. Like just to give it one watch through where you're only focusing on Colonel Sanders. Like, cause when he he does like the crotch shot at the guy with the Schwartz, he's just like staring off like <laughs> <sighs>
1: <laughs>
3: like, uh, we can't stop. <laughs> we
2: can't stop. It's too dangerous. <laughs> like,
1: everything. Any
3: that time, time- anytime Rick Moranis, uh, or dark helmet, like raises his voice, he's got his hands yeah, over yeah, his crotch. Yeah, just,
2: <laughs> just, only watch Colonel Sanders because he is some of the best acting in this. He's so I, committed. I agree, and I love it so much, man. Man. This is now. Now, anything <laughs> that happens before now is then. <laughs> that <laughs> happened then. What do you mean? Not now, but then. <laughs> well, when will then be now? Soon. Right now. <laughs> Soon.
1: <laughs> all right, so, so Barf, Lone Star, and Dot Matrix arrive and rescue Vespa and escape planet Spaceball. They witness Spaceball 1 transform and suck all the air off of planet Duridia. Just as it looks like Spaceball 1 is successful, Lone Star uses his Schwartz to training to turn the vacuum cleaner switch into the off position. They then fly into the ear of Mega Maid.
3: This is one of my favorite scenes because I, I like rescue scenes. To me, I like get kind of boring uh-huh. for me in movies like this. Where like, but they kind of subvert it brilliantly by like you captured their stunt doubles. Yes, <laughs> and it's so ridiculous looking. <laughs> it's like the,
2: the, Vespa's like a dude with a beard. He with, always with he, a Hitler mustache. Always, that's the thing. Like Mel Brooks will not hold back when it comes to he's going to make yes. fun of Nazis in some sort of fashion. <laughs> so therefore, he took Princess Vespa's stunt double to be a guy who looks <laughs> like Hitler. Hitler's, nobody. Hitler knows. dressed as a woman. Like, that's what he decided to do. Did <laughs> she really sing that? She
3: did. That was her voice. It's, it's amazing. She, she, they were like, we can get someone else to do it. And like, no, I want to try it. No, like, it's deep. It's deep. It's <laughs> no, a deep voice. Nobody.
1: <laughs> no, no <trouble> I see. <laughs> did you uh okay so when they do capture the security guards or the stun doubles, did you see who the who the space ball was that was like, you thought you could outsmart me? Did you know who that was? Oh yes. Uh sell me.
3: Steven but Tobolowski. It's yes. Needle Nose Ned <laughs> from Groundhog.
2: <Day. laughs> All for naught. <laughs> Turn around, please. <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> you idiots!
1: Who got those stunt doubles? I don't know why never, I never put those two together until this time. He's so good. And it's like his only scene, right? Oh, yeah. And then there's another uh, one of our, you know, I thought we were going to finally make it to the point where John Candy was going to become our most reviewed actor so far. But yep. well, remember John Candy was tied with Rick Duckerman. Too bad. Oh, he's in this movie too. What? Yes, yeah. <laughs> dude, he's one of the. When they land, hey, you can't park here. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, you're under arrest for illegal parking. And Rick Duckemann goes, yeah, yeah, that's him. That's Rick Duckemann. I fucking love that line.
2: <laughs> I heard yeah. that. I'm like, why is he saying it like that? Yeah, you can't park here. <laughs> it's like when John Candy, like, he looks out the door and he flips him off. He's just like. <laughs> We are, we are still tied. John Gandy and Richard Rick to come Dude,
1: I, ne- I did not yeah. notice him. I'm son of a God. bitch. <laughs> We're going to get
2: him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you see him later on. And they Somehow they still have helmets. They're the assholes who stole our uniforms. Yeah, beat the shit out of us too. <laughs>
3: Damn, dude! <laughs> yeah. So it's Rick Moran, John Candy, Rick to come in. It's like our favorite. <laughs> this is our favorite movie. I'm telling you, ten.
1: That's three of the four of this of the Rushmore of like this. I'm <laughs> yeah. <Just> telling you, <laughs> Sean. Do you know? Have you ever heard about the Wilhelm scream? I love. I love every time. Do you? So you know about this? Yes. I I knew nothing about this. I've never understood what this. Do you know what that is? What's AJ the Wilhelm. Okay, scream. so it, it is. It's, it's a. It's a. Um, so. <laughs> Let me get this right. So there's a stock scream noise that, that Foley artists can add into a movie. In 1953, there was a Western called The Charge at Feather River where this guy gets hit with an arrow, and he just goes, Bwah! he falls off a horse into the water. Oh and God. and so that up is named after the guy and the actor in the movie, his, his character was Private Wilhelm. Okay. And so that scream has been used in, like, Every single Star Wars movie, every Indiana Jones movie, Disney films like Aladdin, Tarantino, Reservoir Levies. Dogs, yep. oh Batman Returns, Game of Thrones, Grand Theft Auto Five—it's this, this uh, so prolific. Like, w- what, what part in the movie? It was when uh, uh, he—he's got
3: the the tubes and the lasers are going through the tubes back at them. And yes, there the, the, you wait, got wait,
1: it. Wait, bring it over. Jeremy's got it. You the, have to the hear last it. guy. He <laughs> he screams like this. Here it goes. Listen. Ah! Boom! So the fourth laser that goes through, he gets shot in the ass and does a front flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. It's it's called the Wilhelm scream, I can, and it's literally. I guess they finally agreed to stop using it or something like that. Really, twenty eighteen. I,
2: I hate that. I, I know. It it sucks. I, I I can remember. I can feel like. I feel like I can see that in my head for like Star Wars, yes. especially. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's in and there. Indiana Jones like. Wow. There's a
1: video that has them all that you can just see every scene. Oh where God, it's, it's, I need it's that. It's just like life. a like
3: it, like people know what, like know the stigma of it now, and yeah. like just put it in there just for charm you wise. Just put it in there. like oh, in okay. Glorious Bastards when uh, the the theater blows up. It's uh it's it's a Wilhelm scream when the when someone flies out the window and it blows up. I think I think it's Hitler, maybe I'm not sure, but <laughs> like he uses it all the time. I'm not sure if it's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I it's wish definitely I, Reservoir Dogs. I yeah, saw that yeah, one. Yeah. It's I love it's, it's, it. It's just I love those little bits of trivia. Yep. It's so weird. It's me. just a piece of cinema which is only in cinema, you know. Yes.
2: So when they do the transformation. Jesus. And they're like they're like okay, so obviously they have the code now. 1 2 3 4 one, 5. 1 2 3 4 5. And then Scrooge confirms. It's, the same, it's amazing. It's the same combination I have on my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And then and then they do the transformation into Mega Maid. <laughs> Why <laughs> they needed a way to suck this air out and and they convert to a Mega Maid, <laughs> and it kind of looks like the Statue of Liberty. Yep, yep. And I don't, how do you? I don't know how to feel about this. This is the part. This is one of the parts that I was like, it like, kind of like. Mm, upset me <laughs> that I'm just like ah, that's so lame why'd well, have to be like um, some sort of mega maid who clearly has like an auric vacuum <laughs> like, you know what I mean you I, don't like know. It? I don't know I don't know it's just like there was something about this in particular that rubbed me the wrong way I'm not I'm just like I'm just like ah, couldn't it have been something cooler like a like a real transformer <laughs> but Megatron <then> again, Megatron <laughs>
3: I, I I get it. Uh, in in the novelization, the the, the maid has like one uh, line, which she doesn't in this movie. And I forget what the line is. Like maybe was like "I suck you" or something like that. <laughs> oh god! But do you guys know who
1: wrote the novelization for Spaceballs? I Spaceballs, o- the book. I only know no. this because I did read about it. I never knew it until today, and I never even knew there was a book. But I'm gonna let you tell AJ. Please. Let's give him. A, let's give him a guess. Yeah, just give one guess. What What's the most famous author we've ever talked about on this show? R.L. Stein. Hi,
3: I'm R.L. Stein.
1: Are you serious? <laughs> oh my god! Before the Goosebumps fame, he and it was meant to be like a like a teenage yeah. version of this movie yeah. or something like that. It's supposed to kind of cater to teenagers <laughs> and like, the book.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, book. I read
3: that. and I'm book.
2: like,
1: what. Uh hi, d- I'm R.L. Stein. Hi,
2: I'm R. Stein. Hi, I'm R. L. Stein. <laughs> Go back and listen to our mini bite about goosebumps because it's really <sighs> awesome.
1: My how did we not find that in our research for goosebumps? I don't know.
2: It's really weird to yeah. me. Yeah.
1: That's and
3: all the interviews I've ever watched, be like him just droning <laughs> on and on,
1: you know, he's great.
3: He's <laughs> he look he's great. But he's great. Look,
1: he's great, okay? <laughs> All right, so final scene here. Lone Star has a face-to-face confrontation with Dark Helmet. He defeats him, and the self-destruct button is pushed. Everybody flees the shit before it explodes. Vespa is dropped off and is set to be married again. In Lone Star's fortune cookie, yogurt, yogurt reveals that he is actually a prince. He goes and interrupts the wedding, and him and Vespa are married. The whole conversation is great. I love the tangle of, of the of the Schwartz. No, you see, you just gotta uh, put your uh, <laughs> put your foot here, and put I, <laughs> I'll go here. I'll get on top of you like
2: this. <laughs> it's so good. Velcro and Mylar. <laughs> uh, the uh, the two guards. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wait, what? <laughs> their names are Velcro and Mylar. <laughs> jesus <laughs> that's you my <Mylar? laughs> like, and then you see the other name tag that's sitting there for the other guy's stuff it says velcro
0: why <laughs>
2: just, well, i don't know well, i don't know why i have not? no idea why that even needs to be there i don't understand the reference i don't no. get it right but he's again it's just like Ugh! what the hell are you doing it's <laughs> like the vulcan neck pinch he's like no, no, no. You got all wrong, Let's stupid. It right went much lower, <laughs> like this. Yeah, It yeah. knocks him out. It's like, oh god, because uh,
1: that's a Vulcan nerve pinch. Is from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah it's a Star Trek it's
2: reference. It's just, it's very lazy, but at the same time, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. It, it is yeah. completely. We so. get the
3: payoff of like the actual circus. Once a self destruct button is actually yes. pressed,
1: there everything. really was a
3: circus. On the ship. <laughs> there's a circus. There's like suck, ho- like Hawaii girls with lays and stuff like that on, yes. on the ship. Suck, suck,
2: <laughs> suck, suck, suck. <laughs> suck. <laughs> just, it sucks the snow like what looks like the Paramount. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh just all God. shots in reverse, pretty much. Yeah. The, I think one of my favorite Rick Moranis lines is, come back, you fat-bearded bitch. <laughs> fat <bearded> bitch. <laughs> I think I don't know why the way he says that is so awesome. I don't know why. Like, is it the bear? I don't know
3: why there's, like, like we're supposed to believe it was a bear. <laughs> like, it's a zoo. Oh, well, yeah. like, because it was a, a human. Clearly <laughs> a costume is, like,
2: they're just giving up at this point. It's yes. I just think. 100%. Like it's just like they know. It's like it, it's in the movie. It just doesn't fucking matter. Like I'd love to know more about this, but that that escape pod
1: launch that you keep seeing where the pod yep. goes away was actually an unused clip from Star Wars: A New Hope. Oh. And I'd love, and like uh, Lucasfilm gave it to Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know where that like came into play in the movie or where that was going to go. Maybe as a Death Star is blowing up. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's true. Because yeah, it, it almost doesn't feel like it fits. It's almost like too good for yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, like, well, and they keep using the same. Okay. So it's the same it, pod. It is the same, <laughs> shot. the same shot. It's the same it's shot. just this oh little one God. second shot that Lucasfilm goes, here you go.
2: Here you go. You can have this.
1: <laughs> Use it 10 times. <laughs>
2: Well, this is, like, for some reason, this is, it's an overlooked thing. And this goes all the way back to the original scrolling uh, text, right? But in that original scrolling text, it says that planet spaceball has squandered their oxygen supply. And you think to yourself, like, how does a planet squander their oxygen supply? Like, it seems like such a silly notion (laughs) of, like... Did they break their ozone layer or like, is this some sort of an internal oxygen supply or whatever the <laughs> hell it is? So they have to take this. Look at that. It's like, there it is. Planet Druidia, 10,000 years of, of fresh air. And they have to suck it up with this vacuum. Lone Star uses the ring. Yep. And he turns it from suck to blow, uh, which is an amazing line. Of course. And then it's, it's just, it puts everything back in. But Dick Van Patton, yep. in that moment when he's like, air, air. <laughs> and it's, again, it's a lingering shot. And he's got his hands up. He's like, air. <laughs> <laughs> he stays and on cut. him. It stays on him for so long. Hold, those, hold,
3: yeah, hold. Yeah. those scenes uh, like at his castle and everything oh. like that remind me of like Shrek or uh, uh, Jesus Princess Diaries. Yeah, okay, not Princess Diaries. Oh. Princess Bride. <laughs> Princess Pride. Oh it reminds me of Basketball that so much. Diaries? It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Spike Lee joint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it like it's it's that charming though yeah like i like that movie we loved obviously it's a fucking masterpiece but like it reminds me of that so much which like i just i like that bit of like the old age mixed with like the space
1: opera you know yeah it's it's really fun yeah 100 percent and then you get your planet of the apes reference where, yeah. where the head lands on there and now they're very sophisticated
3: so the guy that played uh, the guy that played basil Spaceballs? in awesome Balls? powers uh, or yeah, like Basil in in Austin Powers, like the, his like right hand man, oh, and, okay. like built yeah, yeah, all this yeah, yeah. stuff. Like he's, he's got this kind of voice, and yeah. he's he was rumored to be the voice of uh, one of those Apes, who yeah. he, he was uh, in the original, Planet of the Apes. And, oh. But it's I guess it's not true. He's been it's, trying to get it off his IMDb yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm like, damn, I wish he would be into that.
2: I know. <laughs> best, I think one of the best finishing lines, and like you've said, I don't know how they get away with it in a PG movie, but it's when they get down... It's a cancellation button. <laughs> Fuck. Even, <laughs> in, even in the future, nothing works.
1: It's got an got out done. of order tag. <laughs> three, two, one. Have a nice day. Thank,
4: Thank you. you.
1: <laughs> Six. <laughs> what happened to seven? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I, I did. I, I got to be honest. I know you guys probably found this, but I, I never noticed this as a kid that that the Millennium Falcon is sitting yeah. there at the diner that they go to when mm-hmm. this is all over. It's just sitting on the runway there. Oh, my God. I'm so surprised funny. that it was able to happen. Like, How many references yeah. can you pack into one scene? Right. Exactly. I mean, come on. This, yeah, this entire scene, never, none of this needed to happen, but it did need to happen. John Hurt. Yes. John Hurt in the original Alien. <laughs> He, he was hired by Mel
3: Brooks. He was in another Mel Brooks movie just doing like a quick cameo. And so he's like, yeah, just come on and I just want you to be in the movie for like a second. And he didn't get paid. He didn't oh, no. get paid for this. He just- didn't get paid. And he did not know until he got on set that he was doing a reenactment of the chest burster scene. And he's like, if I would have known I was doing like a full day and yeah, a half worth of not, work, I would have got my salary. I would have got my, <laughs> you know, my fucking food and everything. That's kind of bullshit. Actually. Sir John Hurt Sir got drawn John into Hurt.
2: this <laughs> and didn't get paid and did a reenactment of an alien bursting um, out of his chest. Probably the, the worst scene of
3: all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Probably the most accomplished, revered actor in this entire movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Didn't get paid to do this. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, John Candy in Home Alone. That's true. Correct.
2: At so least he, he got he, 250 bucks. But he did bucks. it on purpose.
1: He's like, no, we should keep going.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he was just having fun. <laughs> oh, man. But even the, oh, no, not again. Not again. <laughs> he goes for it, though. <laughs> he really does. Like, he committed himself. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It, I, I just I remembered, because I had never seen Alien before no. when I first saw this no, movie. No, me neither. You so haven't still? still? No, I had. Okay, go ahead. No, I had, ne- I had never. Sean almost got up and left. Wow. Wow. But when I yeah, first totally, was watching totally. this movie, I, 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 I didn't <laughs> notice. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never... I never saw that. And so this was just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And like, why is this happening? Oh, and now it's... The little top hat goes... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I just think it's, I think, I, think it's I think
3: Futurama does a does a reference to the I don't know if it's reference to Spaceballs or Alien exactly but they do that and I was like I, I hadn't seen Alien when I watched that episode of Futurama yeah. yet and I was like oh that's from something right and then I watched Spaceballs or Alien first and then Spaceballs I'm like oh okay I get it oh that's from Spaceballs <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah to be honest it also feels to me like a Jetsons reference mm. for the diner itself Oh, okay sure uh i i don't know if that's a fact or anything but i feel like they're just like let's pack everything from every space movie we can into this and and that's it even even we own pluto <laughs> <laughs> the bark you dummies the bark! <laughs> <laughs> even that is is some sort of space reference pluto the dog i don't know there's so much in this last yeah. scene yeah and it ends up just kind of capping off the right way, mm-hmm. uh, going to the wedding and I stuff.
3: I just have to say, one one of my favorite lines is when uh, they're rescuing Princess uh, Vespa. Vespa. He's like, who are you? He's like,
1: I'm Barf. I'm everybody's best friend. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are, John canny
2: I'm my own yeah. best friend.
1: Yeah, I love it. We'll talk some more. I think we can talk a little bit more about this movie in the old Patreon episode. You know, know. What do you say? Should we wrap I'm this good. up? I'm good. Barf all right. You time Bar- So, okay, we have dissected this movie scene by scene with a modern eye. We got to know what our modern day rating is here. AJ, what do you got on this one, man?
2: You know, it's still very funny to me. It's still the problem. I'll tell you what. I've probably shot myself in the foot with this movie because of how much I have watched it in right. my life, and but it's hard to make sure to make that part of why I could somehow like it less. Because I feel like that speaks to more how much I really actually have loved the movie, like, throughout my lifetime. So, um, I believe I was just a nice solid 8.5. And although I do think, like, some of the references are, and whatnot, I did find myself kind of getting to the point of, okay, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of getting done with this, you know. I'm kind of, there's, there's like 20 minutes left. I don't know if I need to watch the rest of it. So, do I need to continue to watch this movie? Like, I love it when it comes up, but I think you get bored with it, uh, like, when there's a quarter of this movie left. And so, I'm at that point, I'm going to give this then an 8.1. From my 8.5. Okay. Down
1: a little bit. Sean, what about you? You were a 7, nostalgically. Yeah. Um, I, I do kind of agree with
3: some of your gripes. Like, the, the like some of the jokes are really outdated. And, yeah. And, like, it's not any fault to the movie. It was of its time, you know. Uh, but I think it's completely entertaining. The cast is fucking amazing. And uh, it kind of never really gets old. On, like, on the other hand, I will never, like, really... Pick it out of my shelf and put it on just just because. But I would love to watch this again with like a group, yeah. And I think that's probably the best way for me to watch it again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. Uh, I'm gonna go a little higher uh, with my seven point zero and go. I'm gonna seven point four
1: there you go 7.4 for the shawners <clears throat> i'm you know I, I completely agree with you guys it's just is a classic movie that i watched so much as a kid it's still great it's still hilarious it's awesome it's got some of our favorite people in it mm. is it like an automatic go-to movie eh, probably not but is it is it awesome yes it, it is and sometimes i'm in the mood where i'd rather watch this than like star wars sometimes yeah, but sometimes. but ultimately like star wars has sort of gone on to just take over this genre and like that's what we want. We're just going to watch that if we want this. Mm So uh, I'm like a 7. I'm down to like a 7.45 for me. Uh, David Gould, executive producer, says, let me say that I love Mel Brooks. Blazing Saddles is hilarious and Young Frankenstein is a masterpiece in every frame. Agreed. Agreed. But I just don't feel the same way about Spaceballs and I really want to love it. Mm. It's clever at times. John Candy and Rick Moranis are perfect as always. And it does have the classic charm that comes from the styling of Mel Brooks. But during my modern watch through, I found myself wishing it was Star Wars Mm -hmm. when they were in space, hoping it was the Princess Bride when they were on Doridia and fighting the urge to change to a different Mel Brooks movie that I genuinely love. After all these years, I feel the same as before, so I must remain unchanged with a modern day rating of 5.6. okay, Respect. So so that gives us a 7.14 for our modern day rating of this movie, which is going to take us to (laughs) <laughs> i think it, i think this was the same did we say it was fast and the furious yeah yeah it's it's slightly above fast and the furious and slightly below groundhog day okay i think i'm i think i'm okay with that that's great for all the movies we
3: reviewed that's where it sits. also our listeners are the best and i want to say why can't imdb reviews be like our listeners that was amazing it's perfect yeah. it was, it's a it's a little bit hey, lower than ours but like
1: you gave good
2: reasons you gave us a
1: reason why correct so everybody be like David. <laughs>
2: yeah, everyone be like David. Please. We, thank
1: you. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next Wednesday. Uh, we're going to dive deep in our very first executive producer chosen movie, Basketball. Yeah. And after that, we're we're going Top Gun. Yeah, you know, we're doing Oh it. daddy. I think this may I think Top Gun may end up being our best episode ever. I'm just going to throw it. You out You think? Okay. I'm just going to throw it out there. Ice right. Man. Ice Man.
3: Ma- Maverick. Suck <laughs> so, so, dude. Go fly, okay. duck, <laughs>
1: duck, duck, goose. Is
3: there a goose in there? Goose, duck, duck, goose, duck, Is there a goose? in there? There's a goose in there.
1: And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. We dropped Harry and the Hendersons. Oh man, do it! That Give a that fun. a listen. I don't think I think it was one of our maybe lower listen to episodes because I don't think many people have seen it. Yeah. But it is you should you should watch the movie. You should yeah. listen to
2: it. I think I think that was a really fun one. Very Can't well. Go wrong. Wow. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Please stay in touch with us by following on all of our social media platforms at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok and Confused Be Fast on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice right now. Also, we have merch. You know you want to rep the Confused Breakfast in public. Mugs, stickers, shirts,
3: all
1: kinds of goodies. Go to ConfusedBreakfast.com for a direct link. And don't forget about our voicemail number 319-804-9596. 96. Links to everything you could ever need from us are in the show notes or at ConfusedBreakfast.com. This includes a way to follow all of us individually in our personal projects that we want you to check out. Mission of the day, tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye! Bye.